I'm Courtney. And I'm Anna. And we are Sunday afternoon, church office. We're both kind of worn out. You had yep. nursery where the kids... Yep. They were good. There good. was a lot of um, little things to, like, break up. <laughs> we got three toddler two, boys. Yeah, three two-year-old boys. So, so you can was, imagine. Mm-hmm. And two of them are cousins, and they're learning to like each other. They Yeah, they were perfectly fine with each other. Really? Today. There was nothing... Wow. It was I'm nothing really proud of them. Yeah, they were totally fine. Well, and it's, I think Paul John gets his ability to be offended easily <laughs> from his mom. Because he'll, like, Joseph speaks in this tone. Yeah. That, like, like whenever I came to pick him up and I said, oh, are you sad? And Joseph walked up and he was just like, he's not sad. Yeah, and the he's tone, not sad. The tone that he, but he was just like, you're not commenting. sad. <laughs> he was commenting on the situation. And so Paul John, when he hears that, he doesn't know how to read it. <laughs> so we spend a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. And fun. Joseph is definitely like on the defense 100% of the time because he's, <laughs> he's a younger the second brother. child and Myra's intent. So <laughs> it's interesting. I love it though. But I like whenever they do, when they play together, it's so cute. It is cute. It's like so much sweeter because of cute. the other time. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah. I think this will be a short-lived thing. The, the fighting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're yeah. gonna realize they're that they already can, better like, plot together and yeah. do things, like. And then there are gonna be younger kids under yes. them. And it's gonna be, like, yeah, something to bond over. They're gonna, <laughs> they're not the younger kids. We've got the levels of kids, so yeah. Myra, your daughter, mm-hmm. and Jack, your brother, are, like, one level. Yep. And then there's Paul John and, and Joseph. Joseph. And next it's going to be... Baby Zach and Peter. Yeah. Yeah. So and then we'll see what comes after that. Who knows? There'll be another... Oh, thanks line. for not doing that. It's your turn. No. I hate when people I do that. I don't do that because Ugh. I don't like when that's that done to me. stresses me out. It stresses like, me out too. Okay. So, <laughs> this is not a pregnancy announcement. I say no. that like at least once you, a week. You said that... Um, Several episodes ago, you were like, neither of us are pregnant. I'm like, oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. Oh, well, that was funny. We, I feel like we have, we are just catching up back into life. Yes. Um, you're, are you guys, you guys are back in school this week or have you already been back? We're going back to school not this next week, but the next week. But we're starting school at home this week. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I Yes. I am trying. It's not a resolution. Um, but I am, the things I am trying to do better is schedule my life better and mm-hmm. to be aware, like super aware days before of what's yes. coming. Yeah. So that is something I'm really trying to do because... When I had one child, it was easier to do things kind of like by the seat of my uh-huh. pants. But then with two, it's been harder. And then I know with three, it's going to be like, I could do it, but it would be horrible for yeah. everybody in my family. So I'm trying to get that somewhat a habit before this baby comes. Did you get a planner? Yeah. Good. Which one, I got, what did you get? I just got a cheap yep. planner off of Amazon because I was like, I'm not buying an expensive one mm-hmm. if I don't know if I'm going to be consistent with it. You know, I, because last year I got the Page of Joy one. Yes. And I liked it. Yeah. So please note, if you were thinking about getting that one, I liked it. 
but I spent first of all I spent on it and then our car got broken into and I, I had to rebuy it and I was so sad yeah um but I found the homemaker's planner um I think Sue Hooley I got it off of Amazon um but you can buy it from their website too and there's even discounts if you get multiples and it okay I'm gonna be honest it's not set up exactly how I like it it's split up a little bit weird but it has already been re- been really good. Like, mm. I went through, I put in everybody's birthdays. I've been putting in when I'm working in the store and all that. Yep. Just to, because yeah. I have tried, like, the Google Calendar method. And yeah. digital does not process with me. I feel like if you write it down, there's a better chance you're going to remember mm-hmm. it. Yep. And if you're looking at it daily, which I have found myself doing, yeah. it really solidifies it in your mind like what's coming next yes do more better by tim challies 100 percent. if you're trying hey, are you reading it's it on my planner to start reading tomorrow it's oh in that's the gonna pl- be real loud it's, <laughs> it's in the planner i'm so proud it's yeah. so okay so i lost touch with it a little bit okay. in the christmas season because yeah. you know um and so i just picked back up like i didn't read it again or anything but i just picked back up the todoist app and have started doing that again and I'm telling you like I it's I like to check off items on a list and so for me to use that app and just encourage myself like okay like there are days that I forget to read table talk and then I have like five days that I'm behind Mm. and so I have it in there at one o'clock whenever I put down Paul John for his nap then I I just realized if you say like put down Paul John, that can mean like multiple things. Like <laughs> I feel like most people get it. If you said put Paul John I'm, down, I neither for his nap. committed euthanasia <laughs> nor did I yell at him and call him terrible names. <laughs> I laid him down for his nap. So anyway, I read table talk during that time, and then also I have like fold all laundry, and okay. I haven't had laundry sitting in like three or four days, nice. which is just. I don't know. I have reached the point in my house. Okay, our office is a mess because it's got books all over it. So, um, that's the story of our life. But the rest of my house, minus my husband's space, which I don't touch, is all in good shape. That's good. Like, everything's clean. That's like, what you want. Yesterday, we were talking about you just coming over and recording, and yeah. I was like, It'll okay. be okay if that happens. I was like, yeah. all right, there's yeah. no dishes in the sink. Yeah. Why am I good? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's – I feel like once you, like, kickstart that again, yes. you're like, I forgot how nice this <clears throat> is. Yeah. And so the other day I had, like, nothing to do. I mean, I have work. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, like, when I go home today, I really will feel like I have nothing to do yeah. except what I want to do. That's which is nice. just – Yeah, it's always nice when it comes to be, like, nap time or whatever and you feel like I did not that I deserve to rest but like I can rest without yes. being like you should be doing this and this and this and this so. well and that's the thing if you do what you're supposed to do daily you then, don't have that yeah. yeah but if you do the thing where you sit and scroll for hours and let everything mm-hmm. pile up then yeah. you probably shouldn't be laying down during the nap yep. because you sat and scrolled yep um but yeah I mean i moved everything and I'm trying to train Paul John a little bit more so he's helping me cook he swaps the laundry and he also has a little vacuum he got for Christmas and so every time I vacuum he has to have his vacuum which is fine by me he doesn't like to vacuum by himself though he thinks that's annoying that's funny but I've been making him clean up his (laughs) toys himself and we went through he was doing so good and then I just kind of let it go 
And so there was this little phase where now if I tell him to pick up your toys, he's still like a little annoyed. But we went through a phase where he would just like and lay on the floor. Oh. So we're back to him just being like a little upset, which I understand because you know yeah. it's kind of the signal that hey, so the day is over or your morning is over. Yeah. It's time to lay down. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was the update you didn't need to know about my house. No, I like feels house nice. Updates. Everyone is welcome if you Hopefully, have my address. I'll if have you one don't, of my own someday. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully next time we come back to record, I'll be like, hey. Guess what <laughs> I did? House update. <sighs> no, your house is I so nice I just stopped coming to Macon. Cute. Well, you know. That's what's messing me up. Yeah. I'm sorry. Terrible people who live. I in... have been here too much. <laughs> so, um, I was going to say the last time we went to your house, I was like, I just want my house to be decorated like Aww. Anna's. It's so cute. So I went to Hobby Lobby and they had like 75% off a ton of decor. Yeah, and I so love that. I got some new stuff and we're working on getting family pictures up. Not our family, like the big family um, pictures up. And But I have like a picture over my, um, over our coffee area, um, which Paul told me it's a little girly, but I guess it's okay. Oh. But he let me buy, they had this fancy, you know those things you see in Hobby Lobby, and you're like, that's a pretty picture, mm-hmm. but I'd never buy it. Yep. Never. Yep. Well, they had one that I loved for like $8, and I casually sent it to him, knowing he would say no. Um, I was like, look at this, I love this. And he wrote back, oh, I love that. Go ahead and get it. Ooh. So we have this nice picture frame in our living room now, and it has like a legitimate piece of cloth that's patterned in it. It's really pretty. Wow. Um, but it looks really weird because it's right over the top of our like picture that's a drawing mm. of us three mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And so it needs the other two family pictures on yeah. either side, but yeah. I just haven't. Because I have a family picture of my family, but I'm not going to just, like, it feels weird to just put up the one. I feel like that would be worse unbalanced. (laughs) It's not, like, I love my family. Yeah. But putting it up would, like, stress me out. So I got to go get matching frames. Mm -hmm. So that's on my Well, this year, this March, we will have been in our house five years. Dang. Yeah. So it took me a really long time Mm -hmm. to, like, we didn't even have curtains up for a year and a half. Like, I feel, yeah. I thought when I first got married, like, you move in, then you just go get all Yeah. Of, but it, it doesn't work like that, no. does it? It takes, yeah. it takes such a long time to, like, get things the way you want it. Unless you're rich. Yeah, that's true. I mean. There was this, I can't remember where I heard it, but this lady was like, if you feel like the decor in your house is not all matching or it just doesn't feel right to you, she said, take everything down and lay it, put it on the floor and see what matches and what you like and then that, that's like your style. You know, I had bought stuff like maybe a year and a half ago at Goodwill that I loved and now I just set it aside and said, I don't love this. Yeah. Well, it will change. That and, happens all the time. And I think I bought it for the fact that I was like, I need something on my wall. Yes. Like, I need, which I do that and then I also get rid of it. Yep. That I, Fast. so I'm, I'm working on getting some stuff together to get rid of. Yeah. And I was just talking to someone else about how, uh, it was this morning, I mentioned in my Sunday school class that um, I moved some stuff around in my house and I moved a desk out 
and one of the teens in the class was like, oh, my mom does that. Yeah. And I'm like, it's like it makes it kind of new. Yeah, it does. So yep. I've really got to get into the, like, you did Christmas decorations, and it was so cute. Thank and they you. were, like, all over. That's, I'm going to get there. Thank you. One day I'm going to be I, Anna. I'm going to grow up no, to be. <laughs> no, no, no. It felt very empty to me, and then my mom came back from my grandma's with a bunch of snowmen. Oh. And, like, they were cute and not, I don't mm-hmm. like super small decor because it looks cluttery, but if you get, there's also this decor rule that it has to be the size of a half a cantaloupe or bigger, or it will start to look cluttery. Like, if you have huh. a bunch of little things. Yeah. But bigger things don't look cluttery. So I had, like, five bigger snowmen that I just stuck in random places. Uh-huh. And then it filled it all it was out. So and cute. I was so happy it with it. It was so cute. I was yeah. so happy with it. I'm hoping to hit some clearance stuff. I didn't find yeah. very much good Christmas clearance, which made me sad. Yeah. But I did get... Because we we follow the Rambling Redhead yes. on Instagram. She's so funny. She is not, like, a Christian person. No. Well, I mean, I think she, like, goes to church. Yeah. You well, know what you I don't mean. follow her. Yes. You follow her for the decor, the clothes. And her and, children. And her children and just her humor. She's is, so funny. Her humor so, is funny. And she keeps it clean. She's yep. not, like, one of those weird ones that you're, like... Uh, why am I watching this? Mm-hmm. So either way, recommend following her. And she did a whole thing on her Christmas tree, and she like stuck a bunch of pretty stuff in it. I really wanted to do that this year, but I couldn't find any. Well, I bought a bunch of small things to attempt next year. It might look really bad. We'll see mm-hmm. next year. I'll let you guys know because they were like seventy um, percent off. And so I bought a bunch of small pine cone things to go in ours. Also, yesterday good investment because I wasn't sure if this was like a waste I bought a Christmas tree bag if you have an artificial tree yeah that's a good idea it fit it in my closet without it looking like it was ready to like bust out of my closet um because before we were just the box broke too much so we were just kind of stuffing it yeah so um it was it was at Kroger for like $13 13 or 14 so Aldi has them but you know what the thing about Aldi is I'm really tired, so I feel like I'm going rambling. I thought um, we had been talking for 20 minutes, and it, then I looked, and it said Is only that what 11. it's like, talking to me? No, no I was just like... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, um, I went to Aldi yesterday, by the way, grocery shopping on a Saturday. Highly do not um, recommend. But yeah. I got to go without Paul John, which he's fine. Like, he's fine if I want to take him to a store, but I just had one of those weeks where, at the end of the week, Paul was home, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and do it. But they'll, like, randomly not have prices on stuff. Mm. And I'm not willing to buy it or, like, to take it up front. If because you don't know the price. Yeah, so they yeah. had Christmas tree bags that were really nice, but there was no price. So yeah. I just, I yeah. looked in Kroger and happened to see them. So, anyway, um, random update on our lives. <laughs> but today is um, part two of things we learned in 2020. And Anna, you want to... Take it away. Sure. Um, my first one is just about sanctification and how it it does for me in 2020. Like it didn't look like I hoped it would look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was hoping for um, lots and lots of studying and reading through a bunch of books. And getting all of these, like, theological um, light bulb moments. Yeah. I just had, I had 
here's what it is. I had the expectation that sanctification looks like that first hyper growth period Mm -hmm. after you become a Christian. So after you become a Christian, you're so excited and you tend to be like in the word constantly listening to Christian podcasts and sermons constantly reading books constantly. It's, it's, I loved that time so much. And I found myself thinking that like sanctification and growing in Christ and Christ growing us looked like that. Mm-hmm. It looked like just constantly, th- just that first love yeah. moment. I know you know what that feels like. Uh, but this year, it's been really slow mm-hmm. and hard and not pretty. And I was even like ashamed of it for a while. The fact that this year felt like such a slow grow last year. Last year felt like such a slow growing year for me and that I felt like God was bringing me back to things I thought I had already learned. Mm-hmm. Um, but I learned a lot of important things in 2020. Some of them I'm going to go over here. And it was slow and grueling, not pretty. And I think part of it was that I was really scared at first when the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. Like the immediate... Yeah. I was, like, very afraid. Yeah. And that made me feel very ashamed of myself because I'm like, you're a Christian. Like, you're not supposed to be Mm -hmm. afraid. And that was something that I was really working through that those first several months into the pandemic really Mm -hmm. was just leaning on the fact that God is sovereign. This did not take him by surprise. That... While being concerned is is normal and okay and wise, yeah. being fearful and anxious is not. Mm-hmm. And that's something I thought I had already learned. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I got that. Like, I've yeah. learned that. <laughs> no. No, I had yeah. not. So it was just like going back to things I thought I learned and mm-hmm. relearning them essentially. And then kind of the second half of the year, I got pregnant in the summer and I got very sick with this pregnancy unlike my other two pregnancies and that was just a time of like also realizing God is in control because it it was scary and is scary to be pregnant during this time Mm -hmm. like I keep I it's just it's unnerving the things that are happening to people who like aren't even pregnant feel the same way Mm -hmm. but it's just leaning on the the fact that God is sovereign, he knows what he's doing, and even when you're sick and tired and you just want to sleep on the couch, like you can still do that in a way that's glorifying to God. Yeah. No, I get I feel you. like that was all very jumbled. No. And but basically sanctification sometimes looks like going back to things you thought you learned mm-hmm. and God showing you that you really don't know as much as you think you know. And we're going to learn this process again. Yeah. And I I think you pointed out something important that God doesn't need you to listen to Christian podcasts to sanctify you. Yeah. Like we have it in our mind that if we're not reading the extra books or like you should be reading the word. Yes. But you have this like idea because, you know, whenever you first get saved, you're like devouring everything. 
But God doesn't need that from you to sanctify you. Yeah. He'll sanctify you whenever your toddler yells no at you. Yes. Um, yeah. And he sanctifies you in the day-to-day. But I totally get it because I didn't deal with anxiety to the degree that I – like, I've had random moments of anxiety, but I've even told you before it's not something I really struggle with. Yeah. But then when COVID hit and with Paul's job – it has just been, like, even last week, it hit me really hard. He was getting a little anxious, and it led to me getting anxious, mm-hmm. and it just was eating us up. Like, we couldn't sleep. And so, yeah, living in that fear, that's yeah, not, not what we're called no. to. <laughs> so that was my first point. My second point, um, I don't even know how to, like, title it, so I'm just going to get into it. Last year... Early last year, we um, we were going to a church for about a year and a half, and we met with the pastor, and long story short, like I won't get into it, we felt extremely led. It was vi- We prayed for clarity on like what we should do, and God really made it very clear that we did not need to be going to that church anymore. And so we were visiting around um, different churches, and that in and of itself is just really hard because you're not connected. You don't have community. You're just visiting and that's it's a very hard place to be but then when COVID hit everything was closed down so we didn't even have a church to go to um and then the church we were visiting it what COVID did and what some of the social justice movement that happened this summer did was kind of pull back the curtain on the churches that were woke but weren't openly woke so there were some churches we were visiting that that it just was like almost a blessing mm-hmm. that we found out oh okay this is what they believe we do not need to need to be or want to be going here but then we kind of free floated there for a little while so we weren't attending a church um, we were meeting together on a Sunday with family but that it, it's not that's not church mm-hmm. it's not And we were both really feeling it and struggling separately and not quite letting each other know. So it's not like, oh, we're both struggling with the fact that we're, it was like a separate, we weren't communicating about that. But, and then we made our way back to Wildwood um, just because it was the only church open. Mm -hmm. Like it was the only church open. And one thing Joseph and I had been talking about all last year was the fact that we really felt that we had, we needed discipleship because we both felt like while we knew a lot of things, we felt like we had somehow missed some of these key doctrinal things that you would usually get in like a discipleship type thing. And all the church we visited, that was not like offered like that wasn't it wasn't a normal thing to be like can somebody disciple me Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was trying to seek people out um after I got saved in the church we were before and it was it was just hitting like dead end after Mm -hmm. dead end it was like oh so is discipleship mandatory am I looking for something that's like not yeah that's am I being needy yeah essentially yep (laughs) um so we were both looking for that, and we came here, and you, like this church was starting up the discipleship thing. 
And then we had some issues come up, just personal issues. And the men of this church, like, really came around us and our marriage and just poured into us and made it very clear that, like, we, if we needed accountability, if we needed people, if we needed um, people to walk through something with us, that that would happen. Mm -hmm. And we weren't even, we weren't coming as members yet. We were just coming. And so we got planted in here and it has just been really, really helpful and encouraging to come to a church where the word is preached every single Sunday, but also the discipleship aspect that the church has really leaned into Mm -hmm. discipling mom, dad, and children and showing you how to do that at home. Mm -hmm. Like that's just, that is not something you find. Yeah. It's really not. It's also not something you find that if you're struggling with something that you can just like go Mm -hmm. to people, you know? Yeah. We were talking about just jokingly, Joseph and I, I was like, you literally can't leave me because if you tried to leave me for any reason, I could send, I could call up the men of our church and they would like hunt you down and bring you, like there's, you know, that's kind of what you want. You want a church that's going to hold you accountable. Like if Joseph and I started getting really stupid and like living in a way that is against God's word, I have no doubt in my mind that the leadership of this church would call us out in that your brother would yeah (laughs) aka my husband yes he's done that to both of us before and I think to some people that sounds like oh well you know but it's that's interesting but for me it's such a comfort because that's not something I found or experienced visiting or attending other churches like I I don't I don't know if we just left and stopped coming somewhere that anyone would have noticed yeah Well, and that's the family aspect of it. Um, I recently had a conversation with someone at our church that um, it was my first time having to look at someone and say, like, hey, you're you're making the wrong move. And it, like, physically hurt me. Like, I cried multiple times over this happening. and, um, And just to think that, like, like, a family member, if they were getting addicted to drugs yeah, you know yeah. you you would be it's that level of pain for someone's spiritual health yeah and um I know when it's it's nice the reason I like one of the reasons I like going here is that we have a pastor who is willing to step back and say what what are we doing yeah like what are we doing what do we need to do different and so like he noticed that um he started with our small groups like during the week and he noticed that there were people who were not engaged um who were just showing up on sunday and that was it which is not what you're supposed to do yeah um 
that well the church is more than that yes it's more than a sunday morning yes and it comes back to that aspect of like if you if you were gone from your church on a sunday would someone care yeah um and not saying that like if that's not true that you need to leave a church i'm saying maybe you need to be engaged more yeah but he he did that first and that has been such a blessing to us because paul and i I, well paul leads one but i take more notes so we kind of co-lead it Mm -hmm. because i um he's always like you have anything there anyway um but then he started the Sunday school thing in November we weren't meeting for Sunday school and now we're in small smaller groups like gender groups and um it has been such a blessing to know that our church was okay like we Mm -hmm. were fine we were we were absolutely fine it's not like we had any theological weird things going on Mm -hmm. or but um, by encouraging us to connect on that deeper level, um, it just makes me think of one girl that comes to church every other Sunday. And she, like, this morning she came and she was like, I was walking past the room to go check on the kids because Paul was still working on stuff, so I wanted to make sure. It, the kids swap each group each week. And I was just making sure someone was in there with them. And she was like, oh, hey, aren't we meeting in there? And I was just like, what a comfort to know that there are people that want to stay connected to you just as much as you want to yeah. stay connected to them. And that, um, I don't know, it's it's that family aspect. And I think a lot of churches try to do it. And the way they try to do it is, which it's not bad, they, they have their greeters at the door. Mm-hmm. They have... Um, fill out the welcome card and the bulletin, drop it in the yeah. offering plate, yeah. which is not bad. Yeah. But what a lot of churches that I've seen do is that it's the pastor reaches out to them and then that's it. Yeah. Like just the pastor. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing that needs to happen, but the idea of us being willing to connect to people. I don't know. One time your dad, I'm so sorry. I'm not You're okay. Sorry. No, I don't mind at all. One time your dad mentioned someone new. This was before I was saved. Mentioned someone new when we were over at their house that had been coming to church. And I was just like, oh, I don't know who that is. And they were like, or he was like, you don't know who that is? And Paul was like, you don't know who that is? And I was like, well, I get to church and I play the music and I play music at the end. So I just really like don't mm. see. And that was also during my sit in the balcony and play on her phone phase. Mm. So... And it hit me in that moment that, like, there should not come a time where I haven't said hi. Like, a simple hi to yeah, someone. Yeah, um, Because we're a family, but it's not like we're, like, blood-only family. Sure. Like, we are, I don't know, it's a different culture than yeah. any other church that I've been to. Yeah. And, um, well, just for an example, like, the this morning in the discipleship group that I'm in, we were talking about... What commandments were we on today? Sixth, seventh, and eighth. Sixth, seventh, and eighth. Yeah. So we were talking about do not steal, essentially, Mm -hmm. and how not giving and not being gracious is in and of itself stealing. So I brought up like a a specific thing with myself that I'm struggling with with that, and I had two different people like be able to speak into my life about that Mm -hmm. and encourage me to do better and obey the Lord in this way Mm -hmm. like that that's (laughs) you just don't get that you know like we're talking about the ten commandments here here's a command here's 
part of that I'm struggling with. And then people being willing to say, like, you need to, essentially, you need to just do this mm-hmm. and the Lord will bless you. You're not doing it because the Lord will bless you. Mm-hmm. You're doing it because you need to be obedient. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I need that in my life. I think every Christian does. Yes. I think every Christian does. And our small groups, too, we haven't, we're, like, on the fringe of trying to meet up because we have all young families. But that has been such an encouraging thing, too, to just get together and talk about the sermon and get more Mm in-depth. Like, if you have questions about the sermon, that's something you can bring to your small group and get answered. Yeah. And there's there's not a, really, there is not a time to do that on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. When the sermon is preached, if you, I mean... People sometimes will, like, bring dad back in the office if they have concerns or questions, and he's more than happy to answer that. Mm -hmm. But if, like, a bunch of people have a bunch of questions, there's no real way for him to have, like, a two-hour time after church where he can answer everybody's questions. There's no Q&A about it. Or if you're unwilling to bring it up to him. Sure. That's happened. Yeah, and it's nice to be able to go to the small group and be like, this is what I heard on Sunday. Can you – I have this question. Can you – Mm-hmm. answer it like that's a place where that can happen yeah yeah and um I was about to say something but now I forgot basically the saints need to be gathering yes they need we need to be gathering as a whole church on Sunday morning and then the church needs to be gathering yeah well and that biblical friendship book that I reviewed last week when you look at biblical friendship, you cannot have, it's kind of like there's levels. You can't have, like, I can't have the relationship that I have with you with every person in the church. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so it's the same thing. Like, yes, we should be concerned for everybody in our church, but we should be tighter knit with some people mm-hmm. um, because God calls that for mm-hmm. us and in scripture. We see multiple examples. I mean, just think of Jesus. Jesus had his tight knit mm-hmm. group. Yeah. Um, and that's where you, usually you'll, you're going to find like accountability mm-hmm. and encouragement is in those smaller knit groups, which is why our discipleship groups have a limit on the number mm-hmm. of people that can be in it because you can't, it, it would be hard to get close to and have discussions with a room full of like 12 people. Yeah. So instead we have, I don't know, less than that. Four or five. Less yeah, than four that. or five. Typically, now I've got the revolving door of random people that show up, <laughs> and I love it. Um, no, that's over now because the holidays are over, and Ellie left. Anyway, um, don't yeah. remind me. So let me ask you this: Can you just give a quick synopsis of where you came to with okay, you guys? There might have been, like, biblical churches closer to you, but now you're driving, what, like, 45 minutes mm-hmm. to get here? Yeah. What, if someone was stuck in that situation of saying, okay, I could go to this church that's, like, right down the road, but to get solid theology, I need to drive. Do you have any advice for someone who's in that situation? You didn't know I was going to ask this. No, so. I didn't, but all I can say is, like, the churches that we were going to – they weren't there were enough things that were concerning that it was like I can't say with good conscience that this church is biblically sound. Mm-hmm. And we were looking, like we were doing online searches, we were listening to sermons from these churches mm-hmm. like online, especially during the pandemic when we couldn't 
in-person visit, but I wish I had the clip that John MacArthur spoke at G3 oh, last year mm-hmm. in January. Essentially, he said, what is a drive? What is a drive? What is a 45-minute drive compared to going to a church where you're not being fed and you're not being challenged, you're not being encouraged, and things are off, and you know they're off, and it makes you squirm in your seat versus going to a church that's biblically sound where you had to get up earlier and you had mm-hmm. to get the kids ready and there might be whining and you have to plan a little better. Like, there's literally no comparison. Mm-hmm. There's no comparison. Yeah, that was good. Thanks. Yeah. I just figure someone is probably listening going, oh, yeah. so I thought I'd just ask that. Okay, we yeah. talked a long time on that. Yeah, well, that's a big one. Yes. That's been one of the biggest blessings of 2020. It And it wouldn't have happened if the pandemic didn't mm-hmm. happen. Well, we were praying like, for you to come it, back. I know. <laughs> we were, well, I want to say secretly, but we weren't secretly praying for you. <laughs> I, like, went up to Joseph, I think, in, like, October, September, October, and I was like, hey, so we want to do this song. Um, oh, it was definitely before September, because I think that's when we introduced it. And I said, I want to do the song, but, like, it's a real Joseph song. Yeah. And I was like, are you guys going to stick around enough? And he was like, at least till the end of the year. Yeah. Now yeah. you're stuck with us. I know. <laughs> so. And then, like, quick side note of that. Um, I could have extremely easily nagged and berated my husband to have us go to this church. Um, because this is where I wanted to go. This is, like, where I was praying to go. But... I did not want to come here because I made the decision to come here because I knew in my heart that that wasn't right. But I did make, I did tell him I would like to go here, but I understand, like, we're visiting other churches and Mm -hmm. that's fine. And it was not by my persuasion that we came here. Mm -hmm. And just, like, if you have the personalities that we do... He's more laid back and I'm more assertive and it's so easy for me to like push and push and push and push to the point where like I can get, I could get my way. Mm -hmm. I could get my way. Yeah. But that would not be honoring to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like it wouldn't. Yeah. And the Lord, I really feel like he blessed that because I didn't. Like I didn't. I stayed, I, I talked to him about it once in a very like, this is what, this is, this is how I feel about it, but I understand that, like, you need to, we need to make this decision, but you, like, mm-hmm. bottom line, you need to make this decision. Yeah. Well, and it's always good whenever God gives you a chance to, like, train the muscle of submission. Oh, goodness. It's yeah. not good in that moment, but on the other side, yes. you're like, I'm so glad that, yeah. So, yeah. that was a really, that was an intense training of that muscle. <laughs> yes. So, that was, like, months of. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, my next point, which I know you have the verse on, which is good because I don't have it in my notes, but being slow to speak. You want me to go ahead and read that? Yeah. Okay, so this is in James 1, 19 through 21. Know this, my beloved brothers, let everyone be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Okay. So, obviously, this year, like, so many crazy things have happened. And there has been multiple 
opportunities to voice your opinion and voice it like as soon as something happens Mm -hmm. like without sitting back and thinking about it or sitting back and waiting for evidence to come out about things or sitting back and just being like lord i feel strongly about this but i i understand that like i could be wrong about this Mm -hmm. and taking a moment to think before you speak um I know you've seen and we both have seen people like immediately jumping to conclusions and writing a whole post about it or just being like, I'm a masker and you're an anti-masker and here's why you're a bad person and I'm a good person. Mm -hmm. Or I don't mask and I think if you do mask, then you're a sheep. You know, I, I watched so much of that and it was so incredibly clear to me that people were speaking without thinking yeah without asking the lord or pursuing the lord on what their opinion should be mm-hmm. <laughs> lord is this biblically based lord you know help me test what i feel about this mm-hmm. lord help me decide even if i think that this is right and is biblically based if i should make a huge facebook post about it mm-hmm. and it has just been eye-opening to me to be slow to come to conclusions be i mean obviously we can call evil evil and good good Mm -hmm. that's easier to do when things are more black and white but there's been a lot of uncertainty in 2020 and there's a lot of things that like we didn't know and then we did find out and it just seems silly to me that people were so quick Mm -hmm. to decide that this was truth Mm -hmm. Before waiting out just a second. Like, yeah. give it, could you give it, like, a week? <laughs> yeah. Before drawing your lines? Mm-hmm. Is And then also, is this worth drawing your lines? Mm-hmm. Are you, is it worth it to draw your lines over masking? Well, you is that your I mean? gospel? Yeah, it becomes someone's gospel message. I personally that... don't really mask unless, like, I, like, okay, when we had to go get an ultrasound. Yeah. We had to. And we both did. But I don't think people who mask are sheep. Yeah, and I wear a mask. Not, yeah. Not all the time, but, I mean, I work in a place where yeah. I'm required. And would some, like, if you looked at me and said... Why don't you argue against that? Well, I don't because my boss is asking yeah, me to. Yeah, like, like I just don't think bad if people. I mean, I do not agree with a mask mandate or yes things like that. Like yeah. I think that you're getting to, but like if you just an unhealthy point, if it if you decide that it messes with like the blood of Jesus sure. on the cross, like sure. no, they're unrelated. I don't agree with the virtue signaling that can come along yes. with it. I do. I mean, th- th- those yeah. are things like I I don't agree with. But I'm just not willing to be like, here's my line. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna offend so many people online, which then may skew any opportunity I could have to share the gospel with them. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a line. There's a line of we need to speak out for truth. Mm-hmm. I understand that, but I'm just like, if maybe if we were a little slower to speak, <laughs> yeah thought through this more even maybe the tone maybe Mm -hmm. you can say what you need to say 
but maybe the the underlying sharp snarky tone of your message Mm -hmm. is not honoring to the lord yeah you know well and in that passage it says um to put it all away and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls and for me that's like what stands out because if you want to be slow to speak the best way to do it before you post on Facebook, like, I mean, if you're going to post a picture of your kid, whatever. <laughs> but, like, before you post that thing on Facebook, stop and pray about it and search the scriptures. Yep. Because there's this thing. Um, Allie Beth Stuckey said it on Instagram regarding stuff this week. She said, um, be consistent or be quiet. And I think that is the most applicable thing yep. because I'm also going to say it. I'm going to say it to whether you're a Democrat or you're a Republican. Be consistent or be quiet. Yeah. Because... When we base our standard on the word of God, um, we are going to be consistent. So let's think over the summer, um, man gets shot by the police and immediately it's accused of racism. And one of the things that we said was, wait until you see what actually happened. Like, just wait a minute. And then this week comes up and people raid the Capitol, and immediately things are being shouted out. From both yes, sides. Yes, yeah. Accusations. And if you are going to be consistent based on the word of God, you need to be quiet. Yeah. Or, well, no, wait a second, that was wrong. You need to wait it out just like you asked everybody to wait it out over the summer. And it can go, like, that example, I'm just giving one example, that can be used on so many different things. Um, but if you're relying on the word of God, it was funny because... I have to say, on Monday, I think it was, was whenever we were really dealing with some COVID anxiety. Um, We have a friend in the hospital who is not getting better right now. Um, And just, it's, our hearts are breaking for the family. Um, And I said, I told Paul, I said, can I do anything for you? And he said, no. And I said, well, I can't do anything. Can I pray for you? And I just finished, um, Praying the Bible by Donald Whitney. Mm. Very good. Did we give you a copy of that? I have, yeah. Okay. Um, want to make sure. Um, and I said, let me just pick, and it was on the 4th. I hope that was Monday. I think it was. It was on the 4th, and I said, okay, I'm just going to read through Psalm 4. And literally in that was um, be, um, be angry and do not sin. Mm. And that has popped up so many times. And then also Psalm 37, I prayed through that on the 7th. And that was the day I needed to read that, and I ended up posting it on yeah. Facebook and everything. And it, multiple people were like, wow, wow, this fits perfectly. Not, this isn't me bragging because I posted scripture. But it was because I read scripture, I was actually just going through his method of picking scripture, um, and it just happened to fall on 37. And how, when I went to the Word of God, I had all of these thoughts and feelings. And I, I expressed a couple things on Instagram because that's like more of a tight-knit community for me but whenever I went to scripture it was like bam there that's where that is supposed to be my reliance my standard and because of scripture if you go back to scripture you can see why we can be slow to speak because our ultimate goal is for them to come to repentance my ultimate prayer is that Raphael Warnock comes to repentance. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, call evil what is evil. But at the same time, when I look at scripture, I can see where my hope lies, what is to come, 
um, you can see the vengeance of the Lord. Um, and I can see where my thoughts should be when it comes to something that um, is so controversial. And therefore, I cannot post on Facebook about yeah, it yeah. because there's more, there's something more important than posting my opinion on what happened on Tuesday. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sorry. I no, feel like I'm just I, like, I just. I, this is what I wanted. I got a so. lot of thoughts. <laughs> and then just in your personal life, like my personal life, there was um, during the summer, someone messaging me. And I was messaging them, and there was one day specifically where it got back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and I felt somewhat pressured to respond immediately to to things. And then it just kind of hit me through the guidance of my husband, where he was like, you not responding, you not speaking, you being slow to speak, to really think about it, will say so much more than everything you're trying to say. Mm -hmm. And that really, really stuck with me that sometimes your best response is silence. And I'm not saying lay down and and don't fight for things that are biblical. I think there's a time and place for that. But just know who you're talking to. You got to know who you're talking to. You know, if you if you feel like you're allowing yourself to get angry and heated and maybe you're being sharp, then you're not being slow to speak. And usually your motivation is it not turns truth. From, yes, it will turn so quickly from like standing up for biblical truths to I need to be right and I mm-hmm. need this person to see that yep. they are wrong. Yep. And that's that's not biblical. Yeah. Then your motives have changed and you are now in sin. Mm-hmm. So just add that in there too. It can it comes down to the personal level as well. It's I said it this morning in Sunday school. I was like, God doesn't need you to prove that he's right. Yeah. Like what are these arguments yeah. going to do and it's okay to have discussion, mm-hmm. but whenever yep. you see it starting to roll into that sinful territory, yep. cut it off. Yep. So. Yep. Um, this one, I have a lot of thoughts on. They're kind of jumbled, and they go back to the first one about sanctification. Um, I have found through, I mean, through all times, but I've especially found it helpful through times where I have fallen off the wagon so to speak I don't even like to use that term on bible reading and I feel this immense guilt and shame which sometimes can keep me Mm -hmm. from coming back to reading because I feel guilty Mm -hmm. that I didn't do it perfect um I was thinking about the other day just thinking through some of my tendencies in that and it just kind of came to me that I am a dysfunctional perfectionist Mm -hmm. I want things to be perfect but I can't I'm not someone who's like super on it all you know what I mean like I just I I think I want to be a perfectionist and I'm dysfunctional at it but during those times like when I when I come back to the Lord and I feel just like how do I even pray to you Mm -hmm. how do I pray to you I've been 
I've not been close. I've not been drawing near. I've not been in fellowship with you. And the thing that always just brings me to my knees and brings me to tears every time is just going through the attributes of God. Mm -hmm. Lord, I have not been consistent, but you are consistent and have been from the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. I have not been faithful, but you have been faithful since the beginning of time and you prove it all through scripture. Like you've always been faithful to Mm me. And just that brings me that brings my heart back to tenderness so quickly Mm -hmm. because you know when you're out of fellowship for I don't know two weeks whatever it is your your heart gets harder and harder Mm -hmm. towards the fact that you're out of fellowship yeah but that always just brings my heart back to a place of repentance and softness and just gratitude to the Lord for being what I can never be. Mm-hmm. Like, He is who I can never be. Yeah. And leaning on that is so comforting. Mm-hmm. It's so comforting. It's convicting. It's encouraging. It's all of these things into one. Mm-hmm. And when I don't know what to pray, especially in moments like that, it it's always, it goes, going back to that is, has just been so helpful to me. Yeah. No, I, um, I'm reading that Gentle and Lowly book mm-hmm. by Dane Orland, and he kind of, I'm going to do a review of it when I'm done, but he kind of talks about that and how we have this idea that, like, when we come to Christ with our sin, that he, like, recoils at it, yeah. and he's like, oh, that's, no, yeah. and, and what you see in scripture is that when Jesus found people who were just desiring to be back in, to, well, I mean, of course, like, even if they came to him wanting to be healed, he said, your sins are forgiven. Like, he was very quick to, to deal with them so gently and, and kindly. Mm -hmm. And if you are found, putting your foundation in who God is, especially who Christ is. Yep. And what he's done. Yes. Just repeating that and reciting that in prayer mm-hmm. for me personally like really softens my heart yes and really bring it it makes repenting and coming back into fellowship with the lord a sweet thing mm-hmm. and not a horribly hard bitter thing yeah if that makes sense and it like gets rid of that shame that mm-hmm. you have because yeah. you know that it's your sin has already been yes taken care of on and the that cross. living in that shame is it's just silly because yep. there's no need for it. Yep. So 100%. that's that one. And then to end on a not spiritual, Fun. biblical one. Um, life hack. Life hack. My life hack, and I am still learning it. I am not perfect at it, but it is helping me so much, is um, my living room and kitchen are connected, and they're kind of just one big room. And keeping those rooms... I don't, minimal, minimalist, I don't know, just keeping not a lot of things in those rooms helps me to keep that area, like, clean and picked up, Mm -hmm. so that if someone did step through the door, it wouldn't be a big deal, or if I knew someone was coming in 10 minutes, it really wouldn't take me long to get that front half picked up, just because there's not a lot of stuff in there. I keep one bin of toys for Joseph in there, um... 
and even our furniture is minimal. I don't keep a lot of books in our living room because I know that's something they could take down and just like get all over the place. Are you judging me no. right now? <laughs> I'm kidding. It just makes my yeah. life so no. much easier to not have a lot in yeah. there. And I'm totally okay if the kids want to bring toys out, but I do try to be like, we're bringing this one thing out to mm-hmm. play with and then you're putting it away. Because yep. if you get six things out with a bunch of different pieces, it's going to take us 45 minutes to an hour to get it all cleaned up. Yeah. Like, that's just, it's going to stress all of us out yeah. if we do that. So that's my tip. That's a good one. The, the like room it. that people would come in if they're coming in your house and you would host them in mm-hmm. to keep that as minimal as possible. I like that. I'm about to do consignment registration opens up tonight. So I'm going to, we're going to get rid of a bunch of Paul John's toys. Wait, quick story to end. Okay, so the other day I was like, okay, he got a bunch of toys for Christmas. And I was like, let's go into your room. Let's find, I took a trash bag and I was like, we're going to find stuff that you don't want anymore. And then mom's going to sell it and try to get you some money to buy something new, meaning a kitchen. And... We go in there, and he's throwing stuff in the bag nonstop, no hesitation. He's trying to throw things in that he got, like, the week before. And I'm like, what is this? So we load it all up, we finish up, and I put it in a corner in his room. And he looked at me and he said, Mom, money! Uh, <laughs> he thought that by magically putting him in the bag that he was going to have the money. money and he was going to go get some nuggets. Yes. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> He had oh. nuggets on the mind. <laughs> I told him, I was like, no. And multiple times that night, he kept asking me for money. Uh, and I was like, that's not how it works. But I'm glad that you're willing man, to he sell for a nicer toy. So, all that to that's say, really funny. I've got a lot of stuff to register because he's willing to get rid of everything. That is so funny. Um, so, anyway, we've talked a long time. So, yes. we're just going to skip out on the recommendations this week. And it has been a long day. Go home and rest. Eat. Yeah, we haven't eaten. It's it's almost 2 o'clock. So, anyway, until... Oh, wait. If you want to reach out to us. Yeah. Comment. Tell us what you hate about what we said. Um, You can reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook. Be slow to write that out, though. Just think about it. (laughs) It's at a lot of thoughts podcast, or you can email us at a lot of thoughts podcast at gmail.com. You can leave, like, a rating or a review, and that's about it. Until next time, talk to you guys later. Bye.